0: Welcome to a new episode of the Hyperbaric Reviews with your hosts, two men who would most likely bring a spork to a gunfight. It's Bread Roll and JT.
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone. You just spoiled my uh, closing line there, Bread Roll. I'm going to have to think of a new one now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few of them to go around with this one. It's a bit of an odd one that we've chosen this week.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit. And you can blame me for this one because I, I suggested just for something a bit different, something a bit silly, really.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we are doing Guns Akimbo which came out in 2019, I believe. I remember seeing pictures of this appear on Twitter, and I never realised it, it actually was going to come out in the cinemas, which it didn't do very well. It had a $15 million budget, and it made $1 million. So <laughs> I don't know what kind of release it had. And this is according to Wikipedia. I'm not sure what that really kind of equates to, but we watched it on um, Amazon Prime, if uh, anyone else out there wants to sort of give it a try after this review.
1: Yeah, I saw that $1 million, uh, sort of uh, box office pretty <laughs> shit, really. I don't ever remember seeing anything about this. The only reason I watched it, I'd watched it before. I was um, with my girlfriend. She went upstairs to have a bath, and I thought I'd just stick something on, you know, kill an hour. Actually, know how long they're in the bath for. And I found this, and I thought well, that looks interesting. I'm not a Daniel Radcliffe fan, but I read the blurb and it said it was ultra violent, so I thought I'll give it a go. And um, well, obviously, I, I recommended it to you, but was that a good recommendation or not? We'll find out.
0: We certainly will so yeah it stars old Harry Potter himself Daniel Radcliffe and also uh, Samara Weaving who I'd never heard of in my life although I have actually apparently seen several films looking at her IMDB that she's been in I've just up until this movie she's been pretty nondescript really. It was
1: a name that I recognised but then when I went through the film she's been in I thought I don't think I've seen any of these so I don't know if it's just one of those names that I thought I knew but I think she's quite good in it to be fair.
0: Yeah, no, it's um, it's quite an interesting film in general. When I saw her names appear in the credits yesterday, because I watched it with um, Rachel, and I was like, I wonder if she's related to Hugo Weaving. Turns out she's not, but that was the link I had when I first saw her name. I thought, oh, maybe that's where she's from.
1: Oh, maybe that's why her name sort of stuck in my head as well because of old Hugo. Maybe I don't know. It just sounded like a familiar name, but it turns out she's actually not really that big a name, is she?
0: <laughs> no, she's not. And um, obviously Radcliffe's quite a big name, although outside of harry potter he hasn't done a huge amount although i actually don't mind him as an actor i think the stuff he's done away from harry potter has actually been pretty good he tends to try a few different things i didn't expect him to be in something like this um but we'll discuss obviously how he gets on as we go along but one thing i will say to begin with is um his voice took me by surprise he does like a proper american voice i think he did a pretty good job
1: um i've got that in my closing notes probably i thought his american accent was very convincing um I've not really seen him in my tales other than Harry Potter. I saw that woman in black. I went to the cinema to see that years and years ago. It was one of his sort of first things he did after the Potter films. But other than that, I don't think I've seen him in a lot.
0: Yeah, he does a few like kind of low key movies. Um, That um, woman in black, I actually quite like. It's one of those movies that's very slow burn. Not a lot really happens, but I just kind of like the old timey Victorian look to it. Um, So yeah, that's definitely one to watch out there if anyone hasn't seen it. Um, but yeah, this one, <laughs> I'm just glad to get into the, uh, the plot, really, because it's hard to really, I don't want to give it too much away too early, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting it
1: that way. <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at it then, shall we, bread roll? So it kind of starts pretty bloody full on, doesn't it? We get um, just this mad car chase um, with Nix, who turns out to be the hero, or possibly anti-hero, really, alongside Daniel Radcliffe's character. She's being chased by these guys in a pickup. And I always thought this is a bit unfair. It's like, obviously like a gunfight to the death. And we'll, we'll get into the reasons why as we go on. But there's like three or four of them in this fucking pickup all firing at her and just her on her own. But she does manage to take them all out. Um, there's a fair bit of slow-mo in the opening, which kind of sets up the sort of scenes for the rest of the film. There's a lot of slow-mo in this film. Um, and it turns out it's something called um, schism, which is some kind of internet sensation. It's like a death match. This film is kind of like The Running Man meets Crank, isn't it, in a way?
0: Yeah, it's very high-octane, and this has been done a couple of times, because even a movie a while back, it was shit. Gerard Butler in it which pretty much says all about it. It's called Gamer, (laughs) where people take over people doing death matches, um, and he actually controlled them and that. But this kind of thing has been done a few times, because it's almost got a bit of um, The Purge and maybe a little bit of Battle Royale about it as well, hasn't it? It's just kind of a mix of all those kind of like violent real life kind of bringing video games to real life isn't it that's pretty much what it is
1: yeah yeah pretty much but as i say Nick takes out these guys and it turns out she's kind of the hero of this schism thing she's kind of like the the big bad that everyone wants to get she's the the current leader i guess on the leaderboard so she, she's the big sort of i am of schism and then we meet harry potter old daniel radcliffe's character and he's he's a guy called miles and he's a bit of a loser isn't he, he works for um some mobile phone game. I can't remember what it's called. Nut bust or something in it. It's very yes. tongue in cheek. This film. Nothing should be taken too seriously. Um, and he's a coder for this mobile phone game. But other than that, he's really not got a lot going for himself, has he? Just sort of nothing really.
0: Yeah, he's like a complete nerd. Like he, he's really into like gaming, and he's like, um, we see like he got, likes to go online and just troll people. He finds trolls, and then he just basically fucks them about and winds them up and. He kind of wants to be something, and he just works for, like, he's really into, like, the more high-tech stuff, but he works for, like, this shitty little mobile app game, basically. Um, but to be fair to him, I think his apartment's pretty decent, considering, like, he's got a shitty job, because he's just like I the thought... admin clerk, isn't he, for them? I was like, <laughs> yeah. your apartment's pretty decent. It's, you know, bigger than the flat I used to live in.
1: I thought exactly the same thing, and obviously we're both a little bit nerdy and a little bit geeky, but, yeah, I thought it looked really nice, his apartment, um, in a sort of nerdy kind of way. But he accidentally likes his ex's picture on Instagram um, while he's in in the office um, and he's farting about on his phone and his boss turns up and his boss is a complete wanker as they pretty much always are in these films. And this is quite funny though, his boss sort of, oh, I've got a going away card, I want you to sign it. So he gives it to old Miles and he's like, who's it for? And it's basically for Miles, isn't it? He said, it's for you. And it's like, bye, Miles. Um, So his boss kind of pretends he's sacking him and then turns around and says, you know, I will keep you, but stop fucking about and actually do some work. But his boss is a complete arsehole. But like I say, that's
0: kind of the norm for these films. Yeah, definitely. He's one of those proper like fucking um, like kind of like gym twats, isn't he? Basically a meathead prick. He's walking around, which makes no sense to me because it's like all these people in this office are all like your typical kind of nerds or, you know people that you'd suspect and he's walking around all like roided up and out of his fucking protein shake probably like posing on instagram like a prick and he just doesn't really look like he should be the manager of a place like that
1: no he doesn't not at all maybe that's the point of the film like i say it's very tongue-in-cheek but yeah he, he doesn't fit and he's certainly not been employed for um his knowledge of the the scene you wouldn't think certainly by looking at him but maybe uh when he's reading a bit too much into that so we cut to Miles now and he's at home and he's getting properly fucked up and he? he's he's on the old beers and he, he's had quite a few and he, he's watching, um, he's, he's fighting about on the internet and then he finds Schism kind of by accident. I'm not sure how he finds it. Um, and then he just properly starts trolling people then he becomes a proper keyboard warrior. And there was a nice little touch here. He says something about the Terminator and you see all these things pop up and a, and a fuck you asshole line sort of goes up as you see all these things scrolling across the screen, which obviously was a a nod to the Terminator, because it's mentioned in the same breath.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he says he's like, he wouldn't hurt anyone, he's not a violent person, but behind the keyboard, he's like the Terminator, isn't he? And then they throw that line in there. There's a few nods to, like, Rambo and uh, Terminator a little bit, well, in the next sort of couple of scenes, really. But, yeah, there's a a few kind of, like, Easter eggs along the line in this uh, movie.
1: Yeah, there is. There's some like clever little lines in little bits and pieces that, actually, when you sort of delve a bit more into it, obviously, I'll say this film's totally not serious, but... Some clever little bits in it. Uh, Anyway, he's trolling away online to the Schism guys. But unfortunately, the Schism admin then contacts him. And they basically properly fucking, they found his IP address. And um, obviously, he starts panicking, closes his laptop. But it's a bit too late, as we'll find out in a second. But while all this is going on, his ex, Nova, the one he accidentally liked her Instagram picture, she texts him and says, do you want to meet up in the park? And um, I think he arranges to meet her at the park the next day at 10 o'clock. And at this point, he's pissed out of his skull. And I'm thinking, mate, you want to fucking get some sleep because you're going to look pretty shit the next morning. Turns out he looks even a lot worse than I thought he was going to
0: look. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that bit confused me because I, like I say, he's like there, ne- neck the beers, and he's like going away, like um, messaging away with these fucking schism people. And then he gets in trouble. And then he gets a text from Nova and it is Mrs. or ex-Mrs. Yeah. So I come meet me in the park at 10. So he goes to meet her, and he's like, I swear it must have been like three or four in the morning at this point, you know, the way he was going, and now it's still kind of like ten at night, and he's gone to the park to meet her. Well, this bit's a bit weird, because I thought that, but then I'm thinking, did she mean ten the next
1: morning? Because it cuts to a scene now where he's in the park with her, and it's all dark and stuff, and she's drawn this picture on his arm of this, uh, him, basically, and like a superhero, she's obviously into a comics, which does have a little bit at the end, and she's trying to design a superhero, and he says something about why don't you have man, man, is someone who's bitten by a radioactive man and he turns into a, a manly man? Just little lines like that, which are quite funny. But they're having this little moment in the park and then they kiss and then he wakes up. So I'm thinking that was just a dream he was having because he does meet her again in the park the next day after the next sort of calamitous scene happens to him, doesn't he?
0: Shit, you're right. I must have, I obviously remember him like waking up and that, but I thought maybe like he just woke up missing his alarm. But you're right, maybe that was just a dream because it all went kind of well from doesn't he and i don't like nova she annoyed me throughout like, the whole film especially at the end as we'll get to but um yeah she pissed me off a little bit but yeah that makes yeah. sense now yeah, it probably was a dream you're right
1: yeah she was a bit annoying i have to say um so he he wakes up he's obviously just had a little dream it's still night time and he's a little bit you know probably the hangover's kicking in a little bit the schism boys now turn up and um they're not really a nice gang are they you've got old um Ned Denley, who's been in a few things, and I kind of recognised him. His character's called Richter, and he's the head of Schism, and he's covered in tattoos and shit. You've got a couple of henchmen with him and a woman as well. And they, they basically fucking beat the shit out of poor old Miles because he's been trolling them online, drag him off, knock him out. And um, you kind of cut this little cutscene of him in some kind of fucking, like a, almost like a Saw kind of place, if anyone remembers the first Saw film. And um, you see a drill and a bit of blood spluring up. And he wakes up and uh the poor guy's got two fucking uh pistols drilled and bolted into his hands, hasn't he?
0: <laughs> That's fucking brutal, isn't it? Like, 'cause it's actually like nailed through his fingers, so he can't even take his fingers off the handle, like they're completely bolted to him, yeah. like he can't do anything. He's like completely attached, and he's got like a bolt going through on the back of his hand. Um that old um, just quickly, that Ned Dennehy guy, he was in your favorite film a few weeks ago, uh Mandy. Oh, was he? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> wow. He he did look familiar, not from Mandy, though, so I'm trying to like blank that out of my memory. But um, I have seen him in a few things. <laughs> he is quite a convincing bad guy, though, isn't he? Obviously, he's made up with the tattoos and stuff in this, but I
0: think he plays the role quite well. Yeah, he's really good. I found him um, quite charismatic as well, unless, especially in the second part of the movie. He's actually quite funny. He reminded me at first, it's not him, but all the way through watching it, I was a bit like, yes, I, like, I recognise this guy. And I said the rage. He reminded me of the villain from the movie Doomsday, do you remember that like the old British movie where like they go up north and there's a wall and then you've got these punk rockers in one area, then there are these fucking random medieval people in the other. But he just reminds me of that movie, if you remember it.
1: I know the movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it. But I do know the movie. Um, but yeah, I thought he, he was a good bad guy. Obviously, we'll, um, we'll come to that at the end. And um, these two pistols he's got bolted to his hands have got 50 bullets in each. Um, So he's obviously got limited ammo as well, and it's not like he can really reload, I guess, with the situation he's in. Um, But (laughs) this is kind of the bit that you said about Rambo. It's quite funny, and He's obviously um, completely incapacitated with his fucking guns bolted to his hands, and you can just see how much that would hinder everything. He's trying to pick his phone up, bless him, and (laughs) he shoots a Rambo poster, doesn't he? He fucking blows a hole in it with his gun when he's trying to pick it up.
0: Yeah, but then he's like... um... Like you hear, like the sort of um, the the shaky noise, like how loud a bullet is, and I love the quote he does. He's like, "No one tells you in movies or games that guns are this loud." You know, Rambo would be doing sign language; He wouldn't be killing people, and he's on the floor, like trying to cover his ears with these fucking pistols. But then in the yeah. background, you can see a Commando poster as well. Did you spot that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool, but um, I don't know why anyone didn't come running to his apartment or to see what was going on after that gunshot went off. But anyway, they don't. Um, he just about manages to get his inhaler and, and take it, which kind of um, plays a part later on and find out he's asthmatic. But he's struggling, obviously, to pick that up, but he does manage to get it. And then he's he sort of got this way that he manages to pick his phone up and he opens it with his nose, doesn't he? <laughs> which is quite funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because, again, with, like, no buttons or anything, everything's touchscreen these days. It is. You do actually feel for him because you're like, shit, man. If you're like... You, if your hands are like, incapacitated somehow, like, using a smartphone would be fucking impossible. Um, but the bit that made me laugh is when he's trying to take a piss, and he's trying to get, yeah. like, his fucking dick out. And then he's actually, I don't know if it's his real cock, or it's just a fake one, but he's known to whip a wand out in his time, isn't he, old? Radcliffe, but (laughs) he's trying to have a piss and his cock just like shoots up and he like pisses in his own face and it fucking cracked me up
1: yeah just little bits like that but like I say you realise obviously we use our hands for everything but the fact that he can't do anything without virtually blowing his own face off he's
0: fucked isn't he Yeah, and I even love the bit where he's like, when he does start going for a piss as well, he's like, wow, I managed not to blow my dick off. That's one good thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he gets um, a text message from Schism around this time. He's managed to open his phone with his nose and they tell him basically his opponent is Nix and he's got 24 hours to kill her or he's going to be killed. And now we cut to a montage of Nix. We've seen her briefly in that opening scene. Um, She seems to be powered by cocaine. In fact, she is because she does pinching it a bit later on. But She's a fucking pretty brutal girl, isn't she? I mean, we just get this montage of her just taking out hundreds, well, not hundreds, but tens of people with a lot of slow-mo, but there's some pretty gnarly headshots in this montage.
0: I thought this was fucking awesome because I love the way they did it. It's really stylish because she's like, who the fuck is Nick's? And then the it cuts to her and it comes out like this whole kind of crazy like this is fucking nicks and she goes through this warehouse and like you say she's just absolutely fucking moseys guys and there's one guy like the bit that cracked me up like you said about the cocaine he like punches her and throws her against the table and she lands face first in a <laughs> bag of cocaine like Scarface doesn't she and she yeah. hair it and makes that fucking pac-man like power-up noise and she stands up and then just starts fucking murdering everyone but she is literally a cross between tank girl and the terminator i think she's fucking mental
1: yeah, yeah, she's cool, but she's, um, she's a dead shot, which um something I questioned a bit later on, which obviously we'll get to in a minute. Um, but yeah, Nix basically takes out fucking everyone. Um, I think this is still all being filmed by Schism, and her ratings go up even further. She's now obviously the fucking absolute don of, of this online fucking murderous thing called Schism. And the cops turn up now, and we hear a little story that Nix is fucking crazy. She's escaped from a mental asylum, And she's basically, well, you can tell she's fucking off her tits pretty much the whole time. Schism basically then texts Nick, Nicks, and says she's got one more fight and then that's it, she's out. But her opponent is Miles Harris, who obviously she's never heard of. So this next scene did make me laugh, though. She just walks into a police station with the most fucking stupid disguise on ever, (laughs) 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 manages to get in there, log into their computer and find the police records on Miles. Turns out he's actually, obviously, a, a mild mannered guy with no police record. And I know this film's supposed to be stupid, but that disguise is ridiculous.
0: It's fucking ridiculous. And she's just dressed up with this fucking shitty fake mustache. It looks like it came out of a Christmas cracker. And she just manages to walk through this fucking cop shop and sit in the office and type away and everything. And that's like the first time you hear her speak. Like she looks at Miles, like you're saying he's got no criminal record, nothing. He's like squeaky clean as far as the authorities are concerned at this stage. And she says, like. What the fuck! This doesn't make sense. Like, obviously, she's used to hunting down people of like her own level, like other mercenaries, I suppose you'd call them. Um, she's like, all right, I'm gonna kill this fucking random dude.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't really find out why the people are in schism, do we? Obviously, she's a total nut job, but the other guys she's been killing the whole time, we don't know why. I'm assuming they're some kind of criminal or something, kind of running man style. But anyway. This is where it cuts to that scene now of poor old Miles trying to have a piss and he's trying to get dressed and obviously that's proving pretty difficult. Even putting a pair of trousers on could end in disaster. So this did make me laugh as well. He's trying to open his front door and again, the door handle with the two guns is proving pretty fucking difficult. He does actually manage to get it open, walks into his hallway and who should be confronting him but old Nix, who this is the bit that made me question it a bit and I know obviously this film's fucking stupid but we've just seen her take out pretty much 20-30 guys with one shot each she fires fucking clips and clips and clips and doesn't even get anywhere near old Miles does she
0: no I thought the exact same thing like she literally like you say was like one shot and headshot and like going through this fucking warehouse like equilibrium style then she's in a hallway about 10 foot away from me she's got an assault rifle of all things and he stood there, like, just in his fucking boxer shorts, his big fucking like, tiger feet slippers and his dressing gown. Looks fucking hilarious. And he just looks like, holy shit. And, like, from that range, she still manages to miss him. And he has time to kind of, like, dance around the bullets and then dive back into his fucking flat.
1: <laughs> well, a couple of things in this scene that did make me laugh, though. When we first see Nix, when she first confronts old Miles in the hallway, she's got a fucking banknote hanging out of her nose. thought She's had been having a good time before she found him. And then... Um, he's like, he's shooting up the fucking apartment he's like, oh, there's some nice stuff in there or I mean, Don't damage that. And he? He's like, obviously pointing out to all the nerdy stuff he's got in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's like, can you just shoot around the really expensive stuff? Don't damage it. Now, it's like, dude, I mean, I'm a collector, as you know, but if someone was fucking, some lunatic with a fucking cocaine five <laughs> dollar bill sticking out of their nostril was shooting at me, I don't think I'd give a fuck about my action figures.
1: No, exactly. But poor old Miles, he tries to bargain with her now, doesn't he? He says, Look, I'm not, this isn't me. I'm not into schism or anything. They basically fucking set me up. And this is another line that did make me laugh. She tells him to go and take a shit because she doesn't like shooting people before they've had a shit. She's so like, what
0: was it? <laughs> shooting a pinata full of turd or something, she says. Yeah, yeah, she's just like, like, she's got some great lines in this. I mean, um, she doesn't speak that often. Like, this is the only bit of dialogue she has until like probably about halfway through the movie. Now, really, um, but yeah, then he's like, "Go and take a shit, sort yourself out, sit down, and then I'll shoot you in the head." And she's just like, <laughs> she's so fucking uncompromising. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah, she is pretty cool. But older uh, Miles, he he makes a run for it. She unloads another fucking clip, misses him, and he manages to jump out of his own window. Um, so. Now he's just wandering around New York. And I know, you know, this is no offence to people who live in New York, but it's a massive city and there's quite a few strange people in it. But he's wandering about wearing a dressing gown and these boxers and these fucking tiger slippers. And no one really seems to take a lot of notice of him, do they?
0: No, and he manages to put, like, his fucking, obviously, his guns are attached to his hands. He's got them, like, in his pockets, is not he? He looks like a fucking, I don't know, a born-again flasher. It's just fucking weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. This next scene I thought was quite clever, though, because he goes up to a couple of coppers, and he's, he's like, please help me. And he pulls his hands out of his pockets, and obviously he's got the fucking guns bolted to them, so they naturally think he's about to shoot them. So uh, uh, they chase him. They're like, is he a crackhead or something? Because he obviously looks like a complete fucking mess. So they, they chase him, and he, like, um, he gets tasered, doesn't he, by one of them. And as he's kind of wriggling around on the floor, he accidentally shoots him in the shoulder.
0: yeah. But then he kind of crawls over, um, and he sort of like rolls a guy up, doesn't he? And it's oh, put pressure on that. But he's doing it so fucking feebly because again, he's got his hands; he can't do anything. So he's trying to like move this cop's hands with these fucking guns. It's fucking, it's almost slapstick, isn't it? It's so fucking weird. But um, that bit when how he distracts Nick's is another nod to eighties because he puts an action movie on, doesn't he? It's a Van Dam movie. I think it's Hard Target. They're watching, and she reacts to like the gunshots from the TV and turns around and shoots it. And he just dives out a fucking window.
1: Oh, yeah, good shout. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is quite clever. And There are, like say, some very clever touches in this film. Um, now we find out, basically, Schism is, we knew, this big internet sensation, but we have a little montage of lots of different people watching it. They're watching it on their phones, on their tablets. Everyone's fucking watching this Schism, basically. I'm not sure I would. It's pretty fucking sick, but there we go. And Nix is um, tracking old Miles. Um, she's tracking him on her phone. But now he's meeting Nova now. So this is the bit where I said it's 10 o'clock the next morning, I guess. And he goes to meet Nova in the park. But when he gets there, she's just about to drive off. She's got a Mini, actually. So a nod to an English car there, although they are German these days. But she goes to drive off and he just fucking runs up and jumps into the window while she's driving off, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, Matt, he, he looks a fucking state in this film, doesn't he? Like, he's sweaty, he's dirty, he's just fucking... His clothes look... Even though, like, his dressing gown and his dopey fucking slippers, they look like they haven't been washing in about a year. But, you know, if someone like that, even if it was your boyfriend, your ex-boyfriend, or whatever, going through your window, I'd be like, I'll oh, just get out of the fucking car and run away. He looks an absolute state.
1: <laughs> well, she's not happy, is she? She's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, drive. And turns around, Nix is literally about to fucking unload again, although she probably missed by the previous uh, effort she's had with him. He's like, just fucking drive to Nova. And she's like, what the hell? And in the end, she does actually drive off. So <laughs> Nix has got a fucking uh, rocket launcher. I don't know where she gets her weapons from, but she then decides she can't shoot old um, Miles because he's driven off with Nova. So she just shoots down the uh, Schism drone, doesn't she, with this rocket launcher.
0: Yeah, I swear she, that warehouse where she does her kind of montage where we get properly introduced to her, I swear she ransacks that for weapons um, before she runs out um, so that might be it, but yeah, she's just walking through like Central Park, wherever it is, with a big fucking rocket launcher, and no one's <laughs> even paying attention to her, but this is where there's a I love her design, but um, she has these like metal fangs, doesn't she, in her mouth, and I think yeah. they look fucking awesome
1: Yeah, yeah, she does, they are cool, um, she's just a cool character I have to say, and um, so <laughs> no now, it's kind of clocked that Miles isn't looking his best. She's like, why aren't you wearing any pants, trousers for us English people? And he makes up some bullshit that there was a fire at his apartment and he had to get out pretty quick. And to be fair, it's a believable story, I guess. That might be why he looks like shit. His guns are obviously still in his pockets at this point, so she can't see the hands. Um, so she, um, he's like, have you got a spare inhaler? Because he's left his in the, in the apartment. He kind of has a flashback. Like, shit, I've left my inhaler in the apartment. But I think you probably would have had an asthma attack by now, anyway. or well, the shit he's just been through.
0: She's <laughs> like, said, "Yeah, yeah, I've
1: got got one in my car, conveniently." Um, and he's like, "Oh, can you get it for me?" So she gets it, and then he's like, "Can you actually take, you know, help me take it because he can't get his hands out?" And I, I thought at this point, surely she would have noticed by now that you've got fucking guns on your hands. You're doing such a good job of hiding this, but my god, it's a bit—I don't know. <laughs> she doesn't seem to sort of like clock that he's being extremely weird
0: yeah yeah i just thought this bit was a bit strange and again i'm not a fan of the nova character through any point of this movie but like you would probably stop and be like right something's not right here you know just pull over and speak but she's just driving along like almost not paying attention to him and he's like you know i need my inhaler have you got my spare inhaler can you put it in my mouth for me and stuff and yeah, it's just it's just a really weird sequence. And it wasn't bad or anything, obviously. It doesn't I don't think there's any part of this movie that kind of I found boring as such, but I just thought it's just one of those moments where you're like, man, this character's really fucking annoying for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. She just doesn't really question it, does she? I mean, yeah, okay, he said there's been a fire at his apartment, so that would make her think he's probably a bit freaked out and a bit stressed. But yeah, it's just probably one step too far when he says, Oh, can you actually do it for me? But anyway. He she basically now turns around and says to him it was a mistake meeting him and she wished she never texted him and he he needs to move on. So then he kind of tries to tell her about Nick's and schism. So she's kind of like, What the fuck? He pulls his hands out, she sees the guns. So she just pepper sprays him and runs off and just leaves him in the car.
0: <laughs> That's <bit laughs> fucking that and Rachel and stitches that bit because she's like, Look, look at these. And then she's just like, let <laughs> <it's> fucking sprays <surprising. laughs> him. But I love the bit um as well. I think like Radcliffe, he delivers his lines amazingly in this. She's like, You need to meet someone else. He's like, Well, I have met someone else. Her name's Nick. She's trying to kill me. <laughs> it's yeah. Just like, the way he <laughs> fucking says it is hilarious.
1: Yeah, he is very good. Um, so he he runs off now. Um, the schism viewers are still watching him. And he jumps into this like recycling clothes bin, doesn't he? Um, and all the schism guys are arguing in the studio now that he's a bit fucking shit and what, you know. The, the director guy wants to change something, but old Richter's like, no, nope, no. Nope. And Richter just fucking chokes the director and kills him.
0: <laughs> it's just fucking stupid the way that happens. <laughs> it's a bit I do like that Richter. Yeah, it is bit a pointless a point. death, and it's just there for the sake of it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but I guess it shows, again, Richter is like, he's just a complete arsehole, isn't he, really? And he's all about the ratings and He wants to make schism take over the world, which you find out a bit later on. It's his big thing. Um, So poor old Miles now, he he kind of dives out of the the clothes bin and he's trying to put some trousers on. But again, he can't because he's got guns bolted to his hands and uh, life's quite difficult right now. So he's uh, like, fuck it. And I think at this point, I I felt sympathy with him. I'd be like, there is really no fucking point. You've got guns bolted to your hands. You've got some crazy woman after you trying to kill you. So he tries to end it all, doesn't he? He puts a gun into his mouth. And then we get this tramp. And um, now I'm assuming he's supposed to be in Aussie or New Zealand, um, certainly from that part of the world. And this film is in uh, sort of league with um, New Zealand film production. But this guy's accent, I'm like, is it real? Is it fake? Because this tramp's got the most fucking over-the-top sort of southern Hemisphere accent, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he almost sounds like old fucking Jumbo Jones from Only Falls in Horses, doesn't he? It's just like, look, like, no, I read that it was a New Zealand um uh, sort of production as such. And there's, there's cast from all around the world. I would say Daniel Radcliffe and Ned Dennehy, they're both British. Um, I think a couple of the others are, I think Samantha, um that's Samara Weaving actually plays Nick's. I think she's British or British born anyway. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like a mixture of people. But yeah, his accent just sounds like it's really put on, not natural. But I think he is actually a Kiwi himself. Uh, I do like the tram though. He's quite funny because he's like, you're doing it all wrong. And he
1: kind of tries to talk him through how to blow your own brains out, doesn't he?
0: He does, yeah. He's like, you do it at that angle, you just blow your face off. <laughs> yeah. like, and then
1: you'll and then... be more pissed off because you'll be looking fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I love as well because um, he manages to get Radcliffe, obviously, convinced him. So, like, can you help me? put my trousers on and stuff so he does and then he says have you got any food and the guy's like oh let me see what I've got on the pantry and he moves his bit <laughs> of fucking cardboard and there's like half a fucking hot dog and after a conversation about Daniel Radcliffe saying he's like a vegetarian or something he tries to eat this fucking hot dog and he's trying to pick it up with his fucking guns and keeps dropping it and it rolls across like a fucking used condom <laughs> and loads of other crap on the floor he's <laughs> like picking it up he like tries to get it in his mouth and it's like fucking hell it's disgusting but it's hilarious as well yeah. It's brilliant, isn't it? And
1: um, I think the tramp's like, yeah, it's a five-second rule or something, so he manages to pick it up, and he eats it, and then he's like, I think the tramp says, yes, yeah, it's, it's been in my pantry for, like, eight months.
0: So,
1: fucking <laughs> hell, if he's not going to get, like, blown away by nicks or blow his own brains out by those guns, he's going to die of fucking food poisoning, isn't he?
0: Yeah, or poison him with that fucking condom <laughs> flapping around. It's like <laughs> <a> killer condom. <laughs> and then the tramp
1: just turns around to him and goes, do you want to smoke some crack? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking random, isn't it?
0: Uh, I just love the way he's fucking tramp. He's got like this weird hat on as well. It's like a little rainbow-colored bear hat, and he's just <laughs> sat there with it on. But oh yeah, it's a good sequence.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, he's a great little character, the tramp. He does pop up again a bit later on, although not not for very long. But now this bit as well is a bit strange. Obviously, this whole film's fucking strange. Miles now decides to go to work for some reason. Um, I guess he's he's trying to meet the guy. Um, in the scene in a second, but as he's going to work, he bumps into this guy just a random guy on the stairs who's watching Schism on his phone, which again sort of alludes to how popular Schism is. Everyone's fucking watching it. And this guy recognises him. He's like, fuck me, or um... I don't know if he's got the name Guns of Kimbo yet, yeah, because that's what he gets christened in the end, isn't it? But he's like, oh, you're, yeah, the, you're the guy from I'll fucking later. Schism. And so obviously he's like, shit, you know, people know me now. So this next bit doesn't make a lot of sense, because he goes into his office and he he talks to the guy he works with and he wants him to find out if his phone's being tracked. But I thought, if everyone's watching Schism and they know that, you know, Miles is on it, the whole fucking world seems to know, this guy he works with doesn't seem to know. And you think he'd be one of the people watching it. If you, I don't know. I just thought that. I don't know if you thought that as well.
0: It's really haphazard, isn't it? Like the people they show who watch it, because I I thought those bits were quite funny every time you cut to the audience and you just got, like, these random gym people and they're, like, almost just naked, like, hugging each other in, like, the gym, (laughs) aren't they? Like, they get close to their phone and stuff and then you've got, like, this this random guy who sat there talking to a fucking mannequin sat next to him as they're watching it and it's just all (laughs) these different groups of fucking weird people. It's almost like a fucking Verhoeven moment, isn't it? With the whole, like, little sequences that break up the movie. But, yeah, you'd thought this guy, because he's a bit fucking strange. And what he does in a minute with Nick's fucking had me laughing out loud. Movies rarely make me laugh out loud. (laughs) It's one of my favourite
1: bits of the film. Um, This is brilliant, isn't it? So I I don't know the guy's name, actually. I've just called him his work buddy. But anyway, Miles asks him if he can see if he's being tracked. And um, this is another quite good scene, isn't it? He's like, "Um, I need to see if um, my phone's being tracked. So the old guy, his workmate goes, oh, just give me your phone then. He's like, "Uh, can you take it out of my pocket? And he's like, well, why can't you give it to me? He says, what was it? He accidentally glued his hands together. He got drunk and he glued his hands together so he can't take it out of his pocket.
0: Yeah, but the way he fucking comes up with the bullshit of how he managed to glue both hands in his pockets actually sounds pretty convincing. Even the guy's like, all right, I'm going with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. He pulls out and he's like, oh, it's still fucking warmer. it's been up against your thigh. Um, but yeah, he gets his phone out and straight away, he's like, oh, it might take me hours to find if there's malware on this phone, but they find it within seconds. So basically, yeah, his phone's being tracked, but he kind of knew it was anyway. And then old uh, wanker boss man turns up. He seems to know that the cops are looking for Miles. I don't know if he's been watching Schism or or whatever, but he's like, basically, the cops are fucking looking for you. You're in a bit of trouble. So then Miles just whips his guns out and fucking has a proper go at his boss, doesn't he? Which um, I did quite
0: enjoy. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome because we've all thought of maybe not like putting the gun on your boss, but you all like dickhead bosses <laughs> you want to put in their place. But yeah, he's proper laying into Miles and giving him loads of shit. And Miles just fucking snaps, doesn't he? And he's just like, I'm going to fucking, you know, do this that, and the other and blow you away and everything. And then the fucking boss's head just fucking explodes out of nowhere. And you're just like, shit. Obviously, it wasn't Miles that pulled the trigger, it was older Nix who's just walked in. Yeah,
1: I thought that was quite good, actually, because Miles is like, I hate this fucking job. I hate this fucking chipmunk. And I think his boss, the other guy goes, it's a squirrel or vice versa. And then he kind of goes, oh, actually, I'm really sorry, and starts to apologise to his boss. And just he's apologising, like you say, it fucking pops and old Nix is behind him with a sniper rifle.
0: Yeah. And then fucking, he's like, help me, and he like goes to run away. And the whole fucking matey boy, you sort of see Nick's, and she's quite a fucking freaky, scary-looking person. And then a fucking foam dart hits her on the side of the head, and the fucking dude's there a, a nerf gun, isn't he? And he's just fucking <laughs> just with a fucking nerf gun.
1: it's one of my favorite bits of the film, and it? It, it, Nick's again manages to fucking miss Miles. Luckily, she misses everyone else in the office as well. And I guess she's not aiming for them, but she's fucking properly unloading clips again. So, Miles jumps behind his desk with the guy he works with, whose name, like I say, does escape me. And he's like, cover me, I'm going to make a run for it. So, Miles just fucking does make a run for it. The guy pops up with a fucking Nerf gun and just shoots the uh, side of the head with a fucking dart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> her reaction is fucking hilarious, So because, like, she's quite sinister looking, like, say, she's quite intense. And when a dart hits her, she just kind of stops and is like, hey. And then sort of looks over <laughs> and sees him holding his fucking Nerf gun. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Just little bits like that are excellent. And um, there's a guy as well where all this is going on, and we've talked about this before in the films with the Terminator. He's got some noise-cancelling headphones on. Obviously, this is very tongue-in-cheek, but he doesn't hear anything, does he? He's there popping away to his music while there's fucking gunshots and everything
0: going off. Yeah, yeah, I thought that, but it was a bit fucking... Well, the whole movie, like you say, is ridiculous, <laughs> but it's just like you would fucking hear what's going on right now. <laughs> Definitely. I want a pair of those
1: headphones, because they are some bad-boy noise-cancellers, I tell you. So, Miles manages to hijack a car now. There's this poor woman in the car park, and he just runs up to her, obviously, with the guns bolted to his hands. GTA, get the fuck out of your car. So, obviously, she does. So, he then realizes it's a fucking manual. She's got to try and change gear with these guns bolted to his hands. But he does manage to um, to drive off. And uh, Nick's now steals a motorbike, and there's a ridiculous car chase now, which confused me a little bit, because it ends up with Nick's jumping on the roof of the car that Miles is in and she, she gets the, the uh, back wheel of the motorbike through the windscreen, and she's trying to fucking rev it up on his chest, but he manages to uh, evade it. But then he crashes, and he goes flying through the windscreen, but then somehow he's in another car, and I don't know if I missed something here, because I was eating my lunch at this point.
0: Uh, this bit confused me, because I was like, right, so he's just, obviously, obviously after that car car chase and stuff and Nick's trying to fucking take his face off with the back wheel of a fucking motorcycle. He goes head on with another car. She mm. goes fucking flying off like Superman and he comes out of his windscreen through their windscreen and then falls out of their car but he has not a scratch on his face whatsoever. Like He just kind of gets up it's like, you'd be dead you know, probably several times <laughs> in this movie but yeah, he goes fucking out of his windscreen through theirs and then kind of falls out their window and he sort of wakes up on the street and it's like Fucking hell, that's ridiculous. And then Nix is kind of sitting up like a fucking zombie behind him and just sort of stares at him and gets up. And I thought, fucking hell, both of these two should be fucking dead by now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, like, obviously, Schism's this big sensation, underground internet sensation. Um, but no one else around them seems to be taking any notice. There's car chases going on, there's gunshots going on, but everyone else is just going about their business, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think we do find out a little bit later on how far-reaching, like, Richter's kind of stuff is. But even so, like, even regular people aren't really reacting to the fact that you've got some fucking crazy girl with fucking 20 machine guns waving them around (laughs) and Daniel Radcliffe running around in his fucking flasher outfit. Yeah, very strange.
1: So now um, Nick's confronts Miles in, like, a a stairwell. Is this at her warehouse? I'm a bit confused as to where they are. Some kind of graffiti field warehouse type place isn't it and they um they exchange a few shots and i think this is the first time miles actually fires off a few shots so i don't think he's other than these accidental ones in his apartment i don't think he's fired a shot in anger yet has he
0: no he hasn't i think yeah like i say he's in a bit of desperation here and she just kind of takes the piss out of him doesn't she? she's like look um in the interest of fairness and something try holding your gun this way and, they, and these little two things are on your gun, they're not there for show; they're there for aiming. And it's sort of like, she's like, just trying to like fucking get a rise out of him more than anything.
1: Yeah, she is, which makes me think when she doesn't shoot him in the two opportunities she's had so far, maybe she felt a bit sorry for him because he's a bit of a twat. Maybe she thought she'd play a bit of cat and mouse with him for a while before she took him out. I don't know. Um, but anyway, Miles does manage to fire off a few shots, and he starts a fire, which properly freaks nicks out which obviously plays quite a big part later on in the film
0: yeah yeah i thought this is good i like the fact that um because on his guns he's got these two little like leds because obviously he can't reload his guns uh, attached to him and they obviously let him know how many bullets But every time he fires off a few shots it kind of pings up on screen how many bullets he's got left in each gun doesn't it like you've got to keep track of what he's using it comes obviously quite integral towards the end but yeah this Whole exchange between him and Nicks so I thought was really good, and she's actually quite amusing as a character when she speaks. Um, but yeah, that fire bit—obviously, as soon as she kind of like freaks out, she kind of like cowers, doesn't she? You think, oh right, obviously that's going to play into her kind of more psychological profile, as we'll find out later.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Although one thing I will say, I do like, like you say, those um, little counters he's got on those pistols. But how the fact that they manage to cram fifty bullets into each—that's some fucking crazy clips they've got.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because like they're only like your basic looking pistol, and I'm no gunsmith or anything, but I have played Call of Duty, so that must make me an expert. <laughs> but like your average gun, like probably only has like what twelve to fifteen bullets, doesn't it? Like each pistol, yeah. oh, he's got like fucking fifty.
1: Yeah, fair play. He's got the old extended ammo perk, has not he? He must have. <laughs> but
0: he hasn't got a slight <laughs> hand, though. <laughs>
1: no, he hasn't. No, he don't need that. <laughs> so anyway, Nix is freaked out by this explosion, which, like I we say, will play quite an integral part a bit later on. Um, so Nova now video calls Miles on his phone he manages to answer it with his nose again um, now one bit we forgot about earlier Nova has actually gone to the police previous to this um, and they've kind of seen that, uh, that they, they're watching this footage aren't they it must be the schism footage of um, Miles jumping out of his apartment so they are aware of what's going on something we did forget to mention a bit
0: earlier yeah so you've got like um, a guy called I think it's De Graves. he's the one who, like, in the warehouse earlier on, Like he's the one who's personally after Nick's. And then you've got Stanton, his really kind of overly shady, sleazy partner, who you know is a bad guy straight away. It's, like, it's, it's not even like a fucking attempt to make this guy seem like he might be good. He's just a complete sleazeball.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, so Nova tells Miles, basically, he's all over the news and what the fuck's going on. So then he manages to tell her actually what happened. That schism bolted the guns to his hands, and she's, oh, shit, that's what you were trying to tell me in the car before i pepper sprayed you um but obviously you can imagine why she reacted the way she did at that point time um so he tells her basically he's leaving um he's gonna fuck off and that's it see you later thanks for all your help but as he's telling her schism come in behind nova and they kidnap her and basically tell her he's got was it five hours to kill nick so they're going to start cutting bits off of nova which actually she's a bit of a twat and probably wouldn't be a bad thing
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of ups the ante, doesn't it? It becomes that kind of now. It was a race against time anyway, just to survive. But now it's like a race against time to save someone he actually cares about. Yeah,
1: this next scene's quite funny as well, isn't it? So he goes to a scrapyard now, and he he kind of um, I think he calls the police, doesn't he? He says, "I know where Nick's will be in five minutes because he's." I think he reactivates the tracker on his phone around now, doesn't he? So Nick, yeah. His track. Well, I don't think actually he has been deactivated. I think I've jumped a bit ahead there. But anyway, he basically tells um, the cops that he knows where Nick's going to be in five minutes. But now he kind of accidentally infiltrates a drug deal, doesn't he? <laughs> Which is quite a funny little scene again.
0: Yeah, he sort of comes around the corner and there's like these kind of, I don't know, like these kind of bikers, isn't there? Like these Hells Angels type, Sons of Anarchy looking dudes. And there's like this kind of like Mexican cartel guys. And they both yeah. turn around like, who the fuck are you? Because they both think that the other team has called him in his backup, even though he looks like the the shitter's backup, you never fucking <laughs> call in. But <laughs> are yeah. trying to decide what to do with him, it's like, oh all right, we'll just we'll shoot him in the face at the same time and then we'll know he's not each of the other person's guy.
1: Yeah, it's quite funny, isn't it? But like you say, I don't know why um, old Radcliffe would be infiltrating anything anyway, but I suppose he's got the two guns, so he would be a bit wary of him. He's got two fucking pistols and I don't suppose they can see they're bolted to his hands. But anyway,
0: at this point as well doesn't he like, he doesn't look simple at all <laughs> no
1: yeah he, he looks a bit of a loose cannon um so while they're kind of deliberating on who's going to shoot him first and they decide i think they're both going to shoot him at the same time who should turn up but old nick's and she's got a fucking minigun now and she literally <laughs> just fucking mows down pretty much everyone in this drug deal didn't she both sides
0: i love it because he's like nobody kills the fuck boy and raglan's like <laughs> oh thank god apart from me oh shit and then she yeah. fucking levers all these fucking bikers and, like, you know, hombres and stuff on his fucking minigun. The gun's bigger than her, for fuck's sake. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it is. It's quite cool, though. Get some more slow-mo and stuff now. Anyway, she's taking all these guys out, but one of the main guys from the sort of the greasier side of things, he's managed to escape and he confronts Miles, kind of cornered in his scrapyard, and then Miles actually shoots him in the neck, and it's the first person he's killed,
0: isn't it? Yeah, and there's a really elaborate death here, isn't it? Because I, the guy's like been shot in the throat, and he's like crawling and slowly sort of dying, and he crawls right over Radcliffe, bleeds all over him, and then like Radcliffe kind of pushes him off, and it's like fucking. Hell. It's probably one of those like Alan Rickman slow motion deaths.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did go on a while, didn't it? He's bleeding out for a fair bit. That blood where it drips on Radcliffe looked a bit shit as well. But as we it said like countless it. times, <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to take this film particularly seriously, so. But um, as Radcliffe sort of, he has a little sort of monologue now, shit, I've just killed someone, and he has a little speech. He, he gets up, and now he's got pretty much a whole police SWAT team, all with laser
0: sights on him, so his night's getting even worse now. Yeah, this is a fucking awesome sequence. I know we mentioned about the slow-mo, which obviously winds me up sometimes, but some of these like kills, like when Nix is like waving that minigun and shooting people, like the way they're kind of exploding and the bullet holes are coming out of them, I tell you what, it reminded me of Dread. You've seen Dread, haven't you? Like yeah, the way they used to do like, yeah. the slow-mo drug and like their chest used to explode and like, be overly gory. That's what it reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I really like the slow-mo in this film. I think it's really well done. And we've moaned about it before in films, but I think it works in this because it's the kind of film where it's so over the top. It just kind of takes it to that extra level, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, because it's all done. It is basically like, it's all centred around like video game violence, isn't it? That's what they've gone for. So it is that kind of so over the top that, if you anyone who watched this and tried to take it seriously is clearly fucking watching the wrong movie,
1: <laughs> yeah, 100 percent definitely. So, poor old Miles now is in the back of um the Graves in Stanton's cop car, and um, they're basically saying that because Nick's is after him, they're pretty much going to use him as bait. They don't say as much, but obviously, uh, Miles works it out. And then I think this is where old um the Graves tells him that Richter killed his wife and son, but Nick survived, and you get like this flashback scene of a car explosion, which kind of obviously shows why Nix is so fucking scared of a uh, fire. And it turns out that Nix is his daughter.
0: Yeah. And obviously the trauma kind of sent her over the top, didn't it? And they said, tried to get her help when she was a kid, but it just kind of like completely fucked her up. And that's why she's such a kind of loose cannon, basically.
1: Yeah. Which well, kind of makes a bit of sense, I guess, you know, I mean, she has gone completely off the rails, but yeah, I mean, that would certainly help push her that way. We get a little cutscene now of um, Schism, uh, old uh, Richter and Schism guys, and he's with Nova, and she's like, "Oh, the cops are gonna fucking get you and all this, and you're you're fucked." And he's like, "Actually, we own the cops." So it kind of shows it's Schism basically, are fucking above the law. Um, and this next bit really fucking shocked me, actually. So you've got old De Graves and Stanton driving along with uh, Miles in the back, and fucking Stanton just blows the fuck out of De Graves' head, doesn't he, he? Just blows his brains out.
0: Yeah, I, I did not expect him to fucking, right, if he was going to die, not like that, and then just that suddenly, which I liked, you know, I like it when movies take me by surprise like that sometimes, but yeah, I did not expect him just to get his fucking head blown off. And that bit when Nova's telling old um, Richter that she's going to call the police, and the way he's like, oh, no, no, not the police, and he's like doing this whole like, <laughs> elaborate, like, "Don't no, don't do that, they're following you, and then he's like, I own that fucking police. It's so hammy, but it's actually does it, it's really amusing the way he does it. Yeah, it's
1: really good, isn't it? And, yeah, that that was a, like, it was kind of like a Pulp Fiction moment where they blow the guy's brains out by accident when they go over the bump. It was kind of like one of those, whoa, moments when old uh, DeGraves gets his head blown off. So, um, yeah, poor old DeGraves is now toast. Um, and uh, Stanton gets out of the car and he's got Richter on his tablet and he's recorded the video, um, basically telling Miles he's now got 30 minutes to kill Nick's, Otherwise, it's game
0: over. Yeah. This bit cracked me up because <laughs> he's like, um, obviously, he's watching the video. Like, Richter's like giving his speech, and Daniel Rackley's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then Santa's like, it's pre recorded, asshole. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay. And this shuts up. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then it cuts as he's pulling the tablet away, it cuts to obviously uh, Richter. And he's like, oh, do you reckon we should have put a filter on that? It's sort of obviously after they filmed it, he's it's, it's not too, it's just little clips like that. They're sort of little Easter eggs again. It's just really clever, I thought.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies that manages to do comedy and actually make it funny because it's just, it's kind of real. You can imagine people, because it's taking a piss out of people that obviously live on the fucking internet and their smartphones and stuff, but it does it amusingly. There's also a running joke here as well because Elder Graves has got this big fucking like, Clint Eastwood style, like, 44 magnum. It's, like, the mm. size of a fucking porn star's cock. And it's like, massive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely huge, but he doesn't use it. And then Stanton kills him, and he takes it. And I swear this gun passes hands about another two times throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, it does make another couple of appearances. So, yeah, old Stanton's got this fucking huge magnum now. And um, this is where... Um, what happens now? Oh, yeah, Miles takes his phone back, doesn't he, from old Nick's, Nick's dad's body. 'cause his phone was in his pocket, so he takes it. And then he goes to this fucking weird like gaming kind of place. And he's like, Can you track Nova's iPhone? So there we go, Bradwell, I know you're not a big iPhone fan, but it does help. So this <laughs> this girl in this like gaming den, she's like, Yeah yeah I can track it. Then she recognises old Miles from schism. She's like, You're a fucking phenomenon. You're fucking amazing. Um so they managed to track where Nova's phone is and this this girl's like can we take a selfie and Miles was like yeah sure and as he gets her phone out he just fucking runs off.
0: <laughs> I love that bit she does a proper dopey pose and she's like yeah <laughs> and he's like yeah sure and this fucks off love it yeah he's like you've got loads of numbers you know you're like now the second biggest only second only to Nix, pretty much at this point and they have called you Guns Kimbo and he's like looking at all the fucking um, like the comments and everything he's like wow that many people are watching me and he doesn't. I don't know if he's actually happy that that many people are doing it, or if he's just like annoyed because he's not a fan of trolls, is he?
1: No, he's he's kind of starting to turn a bit now, though, isn't he? He kind of his character's changing. I guess it would what the shit he's already been through. Um, so you know, he tracks down um, the van, the schism van that Nova supposedly is in with the schism guys, um, and they open the back of this van, and she's got a hood on, and they just literally blow her fucking brains out and chuck her out onto the road and. You kind of know it's not her, but obviously at that point he, he thinks, fuck, Nova's dead, and he pulls the hood off, and it turns out... Now, is it his mate from work that we saw earlier that shot a thingy with a Nerf gun? So I was a bit confused as to who this was, because it was dark, and you can't
0: really see it properly. I thought that's who it was. Yeah, I think that's who it was, because um, obviously at th- th- no point in my mind I was thinking, yeah, that's going to be Nova. Even yeah. though they've obviously just blown the graves away pretty quickly, but it's like, yeah, it's not going to kill Nova like that um, if they kill her at all. At one point, I thought, oh, maybe it'll be Stanton. It'll be old uh, Richter, you know, tying up loose ends and blowing Stanton away. Um, but no, it just turns out I think he is the old Nerf boy from his office, like you said. That's what I thought it was. You don't really see. he has got fucking half his face missing where he's just been shot in the head.
1: But we'll say it was him anyway. I'm pretty sure it was. So now he, he reactivates the tracker on his phone. This is when he reactivates it. Um, and Nix finds him straight away because he's reactivated it. She's been tracking him. This is where now he has a plea for her. He's like, I need your fucking help. Please help me. She's just like, No. And she just pumps five bullets straight into his chest. And you kind of know again, we just thought with Nova, he's not dead at this point, is he?
0: No, he's not. And you sort of see the drone there, um, filming it, like they're in this big kind of open area, aren't they? Like some fire yeah. and stuff. So she murders him and then we cut to um Richter and he's celebrating, like, yes, yes, he's dead and everything's all groovy now. But like you said, you know, we know for a fact he isn't gonna die, not like that
1: no not at all i think nix does quite a good line now doesn't she go now need some cocaine or something and off she goes <laughs> <laughs> so now um basically richter tells um the schism guys they've got to ice nix even though they told him or told her that she killed miles that would be the end of it but basically he's not because he's an asshole and i think this is where he asked nova would you prefer chainsaws or nail guns sort of so she's going to be the next fucking person in line isn't she
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's always the same in these sort of films, isn't it? Like, whether it's a good guy or a bad guy, um, old Nix is kind of the antagonist in a way until obviously around this sort of point. But it's like, you always got these, like, um, businesses that are like, oh, yeah, do one last job for us and then you're out. And you always know it's never going to fucking get out like that.
1: No, of course it's not. No, not at all. This next bit did make me laugh as well, though. So there's a couple of guys from Schism, a couple of the henchmen. They've got Miles in a body bag in the back of this van and they're taking him back to Schism HQ. And they start to drag him out, and he just fucking sits upright and blows both their brains out, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, there's some cracking dialogue here because they're both talking, and they're like, "Oh, I want to get home and watch The Walking Dead." And the other guy's like, "I don't like that show; it's too violent." And the guy stops. He's like, "You kill people for a living." <laughs> he goes, yeah. "Yeah, but it's not the same, <laughs> is it?" And then obviously, Racket just fucking blows him away.
1: Yeah, the great one-liners in this there are there are quite a few. Um, so now, old um, Miles is inside Schism HQ. So obviously, we knew he wasn't dead. So now we kind of find out how he's not dead. So Nick's now turns up in some fucking Trans Am somehow. I don't know if she's got it. And she basically says she's going to help him. Um, Turns out he had the bulletproof vest on the whole time that um, she was shooting him. But there's no way that bulletproof vest would have stopped those fucking five shots, I don't think. I know they're good, but I don't think they're that good, are they?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, a straight shot, I don't think they're designed to stop. I mean, I'm no expert, I don't know, but... Yeah, it doesn't even look like a heavy-duty one. It looks more like a fucking vest. it? Doesn't look, literally like a shirt vest, and not an actual proper strap-on vest.
1: Yeah, exactly. We get a little flashback now, and it basically shows when Nick shot him. She, he told her to just shoot him once, but she shoots him five times. Um, but he tells her that basically Richter killed her family and um, put her in the game And case tried to get revenge because he knew she was going to go fucking mental. And he shows her her dad's dead body now. And obviously that completely freaks her out and kind of turns her onto Miles' side, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I like this bit as well, because she doesn't trust him at first until he obviously says, like, they killed your dad. He's right over there. I like, see a bit of emotion on her face and she's pointing the gun at him. He's like, will you help me? And she lowers it and she goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, thank you. And then she just starts pointing the gun at him again. He goes, no, 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 don't do that. And she just keeps like <laughs> fucking winding him up. Like, you just don't know what she's going to do.
1: No, she is completely unhinged. And this next bit as well, I did like. So they, they're they getting ready now for sort of the final showdown. So she does a bit of coke and he takes his inhaler. And that's how they both sort of get ready for the final stage,
0: isn't it? Yeah, and then you get that again, like kind of like computer game arcade sounding power-up for both of them, don't you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we get we get a montage now, another one, but this is Miles and Nick's, both just fucking absolutely taken out pretty much the whole of Schism, apart from the main guys. And now... Nix is a dead shot, which she, we knew she was anyway. But now suddenly, Miles is pretty fucking handy with his pistols, isn't he?
0: I was going to say that because in a minute, like you see, um, Richter being told, and he's like, "I'll oh, get the Death Squad out there." And it's like, well, that's the thing about the Death Squad—they're dead. And it's like, yeah. well, these guys are supposed to be like your fucking elite, and you got some fucking Harry Potter who can't fucking shoot for shit. And he's like, like you say, pulling off these fucking amazing headshots and these like combo moves with Nick's. I mean, granted, Nix is pretty much a world class assassin, but it's like your guards are fucking rubbish, mate.
1: <laughs> I do like as well that um, Nix has been shooting them all in the dick, hasn't she? And he's like, will you yeah. stop shooting people in the dick? And she's like, well, I was going to shoot you in the dick, but it's too fucking small, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, well, I've got to shoot him in the dick;
0: it's a public service. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and then he's like, will you just fucking stop doing it? So she turns around and shoots another guy in the dick, and he's like, half oh, a. Fuck- sake she's like what it's just a bit of dick blood <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's fucking the banner in this movie is fucking top class I think
1: yeah it's very good so they've basically taken out most of uh schism certainly all the lackeys or the death squad as they call who are now all dead so they, they go up to this computer now and they find out well I try and find out where they're holding Nova and this is where um Miles looks up to the camera and he sees he's being filmed and he goes fucking a bit crazy now doesn't he
0: he does yeah i mean this bit was pretty good actually um it's just a bit when the, um, the woman comes in as well the two big fucking machine guns
1: yeah this is just just coming up now um old miles has his fucking go at the internet basically and everyone watching schism and he then finds out that richter's basically trying to build schism into a global franchise it comes up some of richter's sort of grand plans on the screen and yeah um one of the main women who was in the early scene where old uh Miles gets the guns borrowed to his hand. One of the guys who, or women who turned up with Richter, she confronts them both. She's got two fucking, I can't what they're called, but I, I recognize them from Call of Duty. And old Nix is quite impressed with these two guns, isn't she? And they have a little bit of banter about how she chose them. And she's, oh, good choice.
0: Yeah, because it's almost like you know, like women comparing shoes. She's like, oh, wow, I love that you went for the matte black finish on them. Because yeah, yeah, I was debating going for the shiny finish and that, but I thought, no, nah, I'll go with the matte black. It blends into my, my outfit or something. And she's like, well, better get down to business. And then Nick just fucking legs it, doesn't she, and leaves fucking Miles to there like a plum. And he takes about 30 shots in his chest, but magically his fucking bulletproof vest saves him again.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, that bulletproof vest would be fucking absolutely useless by now, I would have thought, after he took the original shots. But yeah, like you say, he manages to fucking... Survive, and while all this is going on, old Nix is having a fight with one of the other main guys from Schism. I don't know what his name is, but he's got a fucking mohawk. He reminds me of someone from Mad
0: Max. Yeah, his um the character's name is Dane, but the actor's called Mark Rowley. He's actually in a show called The Last Kingdom, which I really like. Um, and I recognised him straight away. There's loads of kind of Sort of more European actors and like say British actors in this movie, but he's quite a big dude and they have like a fucking full on fight. And in the end, they end up like fucking, she gets like two of her fingers cut off. And then she's like, ah, Friday night's just become real fucking lonely.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're battering each other with hammers, aren't they? Or he's got a hammer and he's smacking his shit out of her. And again, this is another quite funny bit. He, he like knocks her to the floor and her bag of coke falls out and she kind of manages to shuffle towards it, have a quick snort and turns into fucking Sonic the Hedgehog again. And starts battering the shit out of him with a hammer.
0: Yeah, and she does like the fucking He-Man thing, doesn't she? She jumps up and like holds the hammer yeah like, I have the power, and then she <laughs> fucking batters the shit out of him. Yeah, that bit where she gets her fingers cut off is quite cool because she
1: holds her hand up and you just sort of see the knife flying towards him and just chop them both off. It looks quite good.
0: Yeah, it does. But yeah, it's a fucking full-on fight because like he claps her across like the mouth. And actually, you see, like, a jaw break and her fucking teeth and that come out. She takes a fucking pound in.
1: Yeah. And then when she's had her little power up, she properly fucking starts battering him. And you kind of see, like, x rays almost of the hammer just smashing his bones, don't you? And she, <laughs> she's, got him, she's got him on the floor up against his gas canister. And she's literally about to finish him off with a hammer. Poor old Miles wanders in and he fucking shoots the canister and blows it up
0: yeah because he manages to kill the um the woman upstairs he's like shoots her in the head she's like obviously toying with him but the bit where like you said when she's doing the x-ray she fucking hits him in the nuts with a hammer doesn't she and you see like this yeah. x-ray of his balls breaking and he like falls down like making his fucking squeaky noise as i'm sure any man in his right fucking mind would do <laughs> it's just it she, hilarious
1: she goes did i hear did i hear a pop a nut supposed to pop <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking stupid, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, like you say, old Miles manages to um to kill that woman. He was quite lucky as well, because she's got him pinned to the floor. She's got like a foot on each of his guns, and he's properly pinned to the floor, but somehow he manages to get one and fucking put one shot straight through her head. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: There's one bit that fucking cracked me up as well. Like she's wrapped her bandana around her fingers, Nick's has, obviously, because the two middle ones have been cut off. And she's waving her fist at um Miles, and he goes, Why are you waving a fist at me? And she's like, Oh bends down and picks up her middle finger and sticks it on and just like puts a fucking <laughs> middle finger up in. And he's like, yeah. no, no, don't do that. You've got to keep it on ice. And he takes her finger and sticks it in his pocket. He does, yeah. Um,
1: and while all this has been going on, old Richter, he's ordered a chopper with just two seats. And he basically tells the guys he's ordering the chopper, that, I'm assuming it's some kind of HQ he's radio in. Everyone else is dead. Um, and he takes an over off, but he's actually lying because there's still quite a few uh, cronies around him, isn't there,
0: at this point? I love the way they all kind of, like, look at each other and start to say, hang on, we're not dead. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, everyone's dead and fucks off. And there's a guy here, and he's got, like, this fucking weird horse gimp mask, and his character's name oh. is Fuckface.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, earlier on, isn't he? one of the early scenes, he says, why do you wear this? I think it's the producer guy in that scene where he gets killed. He's like, why do you wear a horse mask or something? He's like, you don't want to see Fuckface without his mask, well, and you wouldn't sleep right or something like that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking stupid. I've got that fuck face. Yeah, he's quite cool. (laughs) Um, So Richter's on the run now with Nova. He's trying to get away. He bumps into old Stanton, doesn't he? And he just fucking... He shoots him. Doesn't kill him straight away. But he's kind of fucking struggling. And then while all that's going on, they're kind of having a bit of confrontation. Nova manages to write something on the wall with a marker. And then uh, I think old Richter has another shot and blows fucking Stanton's brains out with that fucking... Does he do
0: it with the magnum at this point? I don't think he does. I think it's once he's killed him, he finds the magnum, doesn't he? Yeah, because he pulls it out and it's like, oh, overcompensating, are we? But then he takes it for himself anyway.
1: Yeah. So old uh, Stanton's now dead. Miles and... Uh, oh, what's her name? Nick's are in this fucking room with the rest of Schism. Um, and it's basically game over. There's loads of Schism guys and just two of them and nicks Nix. I think this is where earlier on miles said how do we know we're going the right way and again it's a uh, video game thing isn't it nix is like you know video games when we find enemies you know you're going the right way yeah and then they end up in this room with pretty much the whole of the rest of schism the ones who aren't dead yet and she's like yeah i might have made a fucking mistake there's too many of them
0: yeah yeah this is a good kind of build up to what comes next but i do like the banter because she manages to find, like, loads of bullets and stuff, and you can see her messing around with them But before they get to this sequence, but you don't see what she's actually doing at this point, do you? Like, she's got, like, these pouches and stuff, and she's got this long, yeah. like, jacket on. Um, but her face is, like, fucking annihilated, isn't it? Like, her eyes fucking nearly lost an eye, or it's all swollen over, like, half her fucking jaw's gone and stuff. And I was thinking, you know, I had an idea about where it might go with Miles and Nix's characters, and obviously I was completely wrong, so I wasn't actually expecting this bit to happen.
1: No, no, not at all. I mean, she's been smacked about with that hammer, so you can understand why she's looking a bit dodgy. But yeah, basically, she kind of gives Miles a bit of a nod, and she just fucking runs, doesn't she? And she takes out pretty much every guy. She's taking shots as well, but she's fucking pumping bullets into these guys. And she just runs towards the camera, fucking opens her jacket, and she's just got loads of bombs strapped to her.
0: Yeah, and then we get a bit more slow-mo, but it looks good, like the explosion around her waist, and then like she kind of... She's smiling, isn't she, and kind of evaporates into fucking fire and explosions and stuff. And just before she obviously runs away, obviously, to do that, she sort of just says to Miles, you know, just make sure you kill that, you know, bastard Richter for me. And then just fucking does a huge, like, suicide sequence.
1: Yeah, she goes out in a blaze of glory, though, literally. We've seen a few people do that in our films recently. So, yeah, poor old Nix. She's a goner, but she's taken out pretty much the whole of schism with her, apart from Richter. So Miles is now obviously looking for Richter and Nova. And while he's uh, on his way up to the roof, he finds the message that um, Nova managed to write on the wall. It says roof. He also finds uh, the dead body of Stanton while he's on his way, doesn't he?
0: He does. Yeah. And this sort of leads us to, um, again, it's a very classic, almost like 90s throwback, isn't it? Like they always end up with a villain, the showdown on a fucking roof, don't they? In 90s movies.
1: Yeah. Yep. They seem to. So, yeah, Miles has now confronted Richter. He's obviously got Nova with him. Miles tells Richter that Nix is dead. So he's basically won. That was the whole plan and to let Nova go. But obviously, Richter's not having any of it, is he?
0: No, he's not. And Richter does that kind of classic like, he's the helicopter's on his way. Like, it's sort of a way out and everything. And he's like, got, say, like Nova, he's got the gun to her head. And he's trying to talk her Miles down a bit, isn't he? So like, I've made you a star. You know, you were just you know, piece of shit sat there pissing around on your keyboard. Now look at you, you know, you're the number one guy on Schism. I'm going worldwide. And he tries to kind of get him to join him, doesn't he? Like, talk him down a bit.
1: Yeah, basically says you should be thanking me for making you who you are. But um, obviously Miles isn't too happy. He just wants to save Nova. So he, he actually fires his last bullet and you kind of see it in slow motion. You're like, oh, it's going to be a headshot. He just fucking misses him by about 10 foot and hits the wall, doesn't
0: it? He does. And I just... This bit took me by surprise because I thought he was going to get a miraculous shot off and kill Richter, which he doesn't do. And he misses, like you say, by about a country mile. It's like, hang on a minute, like 10 minutes ago, you were like doing like amazing fucking headshots and taking out all these like elite guards and stuff. And now you can't hit a guy who's fucking standing still.
1: Well, that's exactly what I thought. He's literally just stood there. It's not like a moving target or anything. But anyway, he misses him. And then Richter pulls out the fucking Magnum and shoots Salda poor Miles in the shoulder, and I'm thinking that gun would fucking... I mean, he's taken a few shots anyway, but I'm not sure he'd have got up for that because he shoots him again as well. He shoots him a couple of times, doesn't he?
0: Well, yeah, he gets shot in the shoulder, which would probably take his fucking arm off of a gun like that, and he like does his massive like backflip, doesn't he? Stands up, he takes another (laughs) one in the stomach, and he takes one in the neck as well, but he's still fucking going.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's quite impressive, isn't it? Um, So Nova manages to break free from Richter while this is going on and then miles just sort of runs up to him and manages to launch him over the roof but richter holds on he's literally dangling on the roof holding on by his fingernails pretty much and this bit was quite funny so old miles we talked earlier he's got Nick's fingers in his pocket and he just takes one out and goes Nick says fuck you and shoves it in
0: richter's mouth yeah just like twats him with like the fucking butt of his gun and richter fools to his death I just thought that was so weird it's like he's become pretty adept at using these guns for his hands hasn't he because he manages to get those fingers in his pocket and out again and sort of when he's in the middle of like scrapping with old Richter
1: yeah but I guess they've got no bullets now so he's not so worried about blowing his own bollocks off but yeah one thing one thing as well though I thought was quite cool because normally in these films you see the guy fall off the roof but you actually see Richter hit the floor and a little sort as he splats onto the concrete (laughs) (laughs) He kind of like folds up like a fucking
0: accordion doesn't he just like
1: (laughs) he does so everyone's pretty much dead now apart from uh, Miles and uh, Nova and the end here confused me a little bit because we just kind of get a voiceover from Miles and he's saying he's dead but he's not dead (laughs) and that Schism's basically gone global and he knows where they are and he's got a job to do and um, Nova has managed to make some kind of comic Guns Akimbo comic obviously going back to where she's doing the artwork in the park right at the start, and she's kind of been designing these superheroes, and it's kind of old Miles, isn't it? She's done.
0: Yeah, she's done a comic book called Guns Akimbo, and it's him. And I think that you see pictures of Nix in there as well. But the bit that spun me out was after he obviously he falls to the ground and like he's got the fucking blood now spewing out of his stomach from that gunshot and his neck and everything after he's killed old Richter. Um, and then you see like this weird it reminded me to know, dunno what it reminded me of like Mandy almost, because I it's him with all these like fucking weird psychedelic colours behind him. And then you see Nova and they're like run towards each other and kiss, and then his dialogue's something like it turns out that seeing someone um seeing your ex boyfriend pummel someone to death with a gun doesn't, you know, make you fall in love. It gives you PTSD. So we didn't actually get together. And then it just cuts back to him dying on the floor pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Um, and then we just kind of see him driving along now, don't we? And he's got um like fucking his guns have been taken off, but there's obviously scars and that from where they were. And um he basically says he's, he's going after schism. He's got a job to do. And uh, it ends.
0: Yeah. And I like the fact he's wearing Nick's ring, isn't he? Did you notice that? Yes. So he's yeah, driving he away.
1: So. Yeah. But um, I, I don't know how
0: he managed to, to survive that. But there we go. Yeah, well, I don't know if he survived half of this movie, let alone that bit. So we'll just have to, I don't know if it's setting up for a sequel. I don't know if it actually needs one, but um, it, it was a pretty cool ending. And he drives past the tramp guy, doesn't he? You somehow recognise him. It's like nighttime. He's in his black, like <laughs> fucking, I don't know, like a Mustang or a Firebird or something. And he like drives by and the tramp sort of watches the car go away and somehow recognises it's him. It's like you didn't even see him in the window, you twat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But he's probably been smoking crack again, so. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. But, yeah, it's a strange ending, but quite a good one. Um, so, um, yeah, that's Guns Akimbo, pretty much, bread roll. Should we, um, should we give it a score?
0: Yeah, but uh, who, who wants to go first with this one?
1: I don't mind. You can go first this week.
0: All right, I'll go first. Um, yeah, so where to begin? Oh, fucking hell, this film, I thought it was awesome. I really did. When you mentioned watching it, I was like, yeah, that's kind of been on my radar. And It's only an hour and 38 minutes long, so I'll sit down and watch it. Um, and, yeah, I... I Had a really good time. I thought Radcliffe was great in it. Again, like we said earlier, he did a really convincing American accent. I thought Nyx was a fucking awesome character. was kind of a cross between Tank Girl and The Terminator. She was just absolutely off the fucking rails. Richter was a funny villain. It was so fucking violent. Had a wicked soundtrack as well. A band called Three Mm. Teeth did a few covers of like ballroom blitz. And I think um I can't remember the name of the song, You Spin Me Round was in there as well, like a few covers like that. So it had a really cool soundtrack and it was very stylish, like I say, just mega violent. Um, yeah, I'd watch it again. I think it's really good. Um, I think I enjoyed the humour because as we've been going along, obviously it's a New Zealand production. There's a lot of British actors in there, and the Kiwis and us kind of have a similar kind of wavelength of our sense of humour and our comedy. So I think that's why, even though like I don't always laugh at American comedy, and this is set in America. Because of, obviously, the production and the actors in it. I think that's why the comedy came across better, I think, just for me. But the film was entertaining enough, and I'm actually going to go and give this a surprising five, because I sat down, and from start to finish, I was really entertained of a movie I was expecting very little from. So, yeah, I'd recommend anyone to watch this, because it's just balls-to-the-wall action. Just don't go in there expecting a fucking shakespearean masterpiece because you're (laughs) not going to get one but if you want to watch just like an hour and a half of just chaos action and some good fun this is the movie for you
1: ah excellent bread roll that's um that's really good i'm glad you liked it because obviously i recommended it i thought he's either going to love it or fucking hate it i'm not (laughs) sure which way it's going to go but yeah i mean i can't really elaborate much more on what you've just said pretty much in the summary i've got at the end is everything you've just said when i first watched this Um, At my girlfriend's, I wasn't really expecting a lot, but I came away from it thinking that was fucking great fun. She came down and watched the last sort of 45 minutes or so with me, and I think she enjoyed what she saw. Um, I mean, it's fucking stupid, but it's good. Stupid in a good way. It definitely doesn't take itself seriously at all, which is a good thing. As I said, it's like Crank meets The Running Man with lots of other things thrown in. Daniel Radcliffe, not a massive fan of his, but he's fucking superb in this film. Nix is cool. She's also kind of hot in a strange sort of psycho girl kind of way. Um, Ned then he's a great bad guy. There's not really much else I can say. Giving it five, I think, is a bit generous because that almost puts it into classic mode. But for a modern day throwaway fucking film, which you could watch over and over again, I'll give it a good solid four others, I think, bread roll. But I'm very impressed you gave it five.
0: Yeah, yeah. And like, when I think about it a bit more, it's only because I watched it yesterday, I think. Um, I'm still riding the high of it. Yeah, four is probably more realistic, but I am going to give it five because very few modern day movies are instant hits with me. Sometimes I have to watch them two or three times to decide if I like them, but I love this from start to finish. It felt like a 90s action movie. it was just that vibe. And I got to say, I said to Rach afterwards, I was like, if Radcliffe carries on like this, he's going to be the next Nicolas Cage. If he does more <laughs> movies like this, isn't he? He's going to be his own fucking genre
1: yeah i i kind of thought along those lines as well yeah um he surprised me totally in his film um, i thought he was brilliant and um, maybe this is the role he's made for
0: yeah so maybe they will do a sequel i mean it made fuck all money at the box office so i doubt it but maybe like word of mouth you know i think people watching it on prime and stuff will probably enjoy it if you're into those sort of films but yeah uh thoroughly enjoyed it so good recommendation recommendation there jt
1: Excellent. Oh, thank you, Brad Rowan. Like I say, I'm very, very pleased you liked it. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how well Crank did at the box office, but, I mean, that's a fucking stupid film. That man is the sequel. Um, we need to review Crank one day, actually, but that's another story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, oh, do we know? Have we decided what we're doing next week? I remember we mentioned it, but I've forgotten. <laughs>
1: uh, not Nothing's in concrete. This was kind of a bit of a last-minute decision, wasn't it, after last week's podcast, and I said, give it a go. See what you think. So it's going to be another kind of spare-of-the-moment thing, I think. So um, what's his space, I'd say?
0: That's it, and we'll try and announce it ahead of time. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, as always, thank you for listening to our regular listeners and any new listeners that have come along. Do make sure you keep up to date with us by following us on Twitter, at The Hyperbaric Goats, where you can drop us some messages, drop us some recommendations, or even just drop us some abuse, you know. We'll take it. We can do it, you know. <laughs> um, we're Englishmen, we can handle it. <laughs>
1: exactly yeah we, we we're used to it come on we've got thick skin us englishman <laughs>
0: that's it so thanks again for listening and we'll let you know what we're doing next week and from bread roll this is me signing off
1: and from jt i've just got one last thing to say no respawns no one-ups no extra lives i just killed this fucking guy